as ever yeah um (laughs) (laughs) welcome to another episode of outdated Outdated. (laughs) i'm stephanie galler i'm nina donahue um welcome to stephanie's new amazingly cozy coming to you live and in person in person not in person (laughs) coming to you live from the uh hungover state yeah okay we're like two mimosas in yeah um nursing the hangover didn't we order like 80 dollars worth of postmates yes i did yeah <laughs> sometimes it's super necessary it's only um, just trying to forget yeah. <laughs> i just spent 80 dollars on uh seamless um how was your week i've seen you so i'm not gonna pretend like i haven't but how was how's your week oh my god how are you it's so good to finally catch up um i am <laughs> I saw you literally like <laughs> yesterday and the day before the day before I that. I see you like every day of my life. I know. Um, but I mean, my week has been good. Um, let me think. I'm, I'm still a like child and I'm in school and I'm at the tail end of midterm still. Um, but it's oh, been God. a lot of really cool like journalism stuff, which is like I kind of take every assignment and make it into something about music. So like I interviewed this really cool DJ. I got to go down to her little recording studio. She like oh, literally cool. just basically lives there and doesn't sleep and like just records music for like hours at a time like like days at a time basically without sleeping oh um, healthy healthy yeah well she i don't know Self-care, it's care <laughs> it's Not really for hours on end i know i mean sometimes that feels like hours the only way why do i say up. hours days, days <laughs> can you imagine not sleeping for hours on end how do people do that um, um, but how do they, how do they stay awake literally we're offending all the people who are narcoleptic yeah. like, <laughs> like how dare you lost our key audience yeah space. Um, so <laughs> they all just suffer from narcolepsy. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, it was. It's been really cool. And also, something that I just want to plug really quick is um, there's this artist called Kitty who I absolutely love and I've been following since I was in high school. And she just came out with this amazing record called Rose Gold. Um, I got to interview her, and she was here last semester. Um, and she's just kind of a legend that no one knows about yet if oh, that makes cool. sense like she has a really devoted little fan base but she's incredible Very and this album is like niche. the best thing that i've ever heard yes it's a big deal and so like on this record she deals a lot with um healing from trauma and just sort you of like knows. being unabashed about um creating art and unafraid so anyway um that recently came out so please please check it out yeah. um, she's amazing but anyway how was your week <laughs> um it's been like surprisingly very very busy uh, we're not busy, but, like, with a lot of, like, social engagements and stuff, and I've been coming out of uh, deep, dark-rooted depression. <laughs> no, but, like, just, like, um, I think coming out of, like, the seasonal depression, we're going to spring, and, like, I was moving and, like, scattered and feeling weird, but now I'm settled in, and, like, this week, one of my best friends is in town. She's actually supposed to be here. <laughs> She's on the train on her way. She's um, on some train. Yeah, some train. She'll make it here <laughs> Going eventually. I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out. Um, what's that song? The took the midnight train. 
the Don't very stop famous leaving. <laughs> my journey <laughs> made popular by the TV show Glee. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Glee. Oh my god, that song like, didn't exist until Glee made it famous. And Literally, I will not. Nobody ever otherwise. heard that song in their entire lives until Glee did it. <laughs> Literally, Journey should credit Glee for their whole career. They should. Um, and then I'm also seeing well, my best friend's in town, so I'm hanging out with her. And then we got last minute tickets. My room in room. Whoa roommate all the mimosas my roommate and i got last minute tickets to go see john mulaney mm. and pete davidson I'm so fucking mad i'm excited <laughs> but i'm like why it's in staten island and i have yeah. to take a fucking like 40 minute ferry <laughs> to staten island i've never been i'm excited um stephanie texted me i was like where is this where is it gonna be and she was like it's <gasps> It's happening in the state of Islam. <laughs> my like, phone is fucking up my life. <laughs> also, also, it kept autocorrecting John Mulaney to John Mulaney's. <laughs> it was the, the best day of my life. Autocorrect is a fucking monster. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go see that on Sunday, and I'm excited, and this week has been filled with a lot of... Oh, and I also went to Connecticut and saw my mom. Yeah. It's been packed in. Bougie ass. Anywho, I've had like a very uh, packed week, and it's been exciting, and this week has felt so long in like the best way possible. Um, and here we are recording this podcast, very hungover, but also drinking. Um, Peruge. Um, but we actually have a guest... Yeah, today. our special guest today. Would you like to introduce him? Yes, it is <laughs> <laughs> Drew Simmons. Um, he is my friend. <laughs> I don't know how to introduce you. What should I say? I don't know. How did you guys What meet? would you like your title to be? What is there to say? Also, can I say I'm very happy to talk right now? I've been silently dying. <laughs> Staten Island, the state of Islam. State of Islam. <laughs> to be fair, I've never been to, to either, but <laughs> it's in the state of Islam. State of Islam. <laughs> I'm going to a comedy show in the state of Islam. Um, no, I don't. I don't need a title. I'm just... I, I'm here. Yeah. I exist. How did you guys meet? Through Jenna, um, my friend who's here, who will who's be coming. Lost on eventually, she'll be here. Um, but I lived in LA, became very, very good friends with uh, this woman, Jenna Marty. And then he came um, to visit. Was it her birthday that we met? It was during her birthday, yeah. But to be fair, I don't remember meeting you that night because I was blacked out oh, and yeah. you disappeared very quickly through circumstances that were not under your control. <laughs> so I was drunk. So we were in the same room at the same time then, but the first time I remember meeting you was over a FaceTime before you moved here because Jenna wanted to introduce yes, us. Yes, that was like the first official time. Because you lived like in on St. Nicholas, like uptown when you first moved here for a couple weeks, didn't you? Or something like that? You're like, when you first moved yeah, here. Yeah, I friend. lived not far... F- oh, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say it. We could bloop it out. Yeah. Or just take it out. Just do I was going to say, I... I, I live... <laughs> I... Uh, not far from where I'm living right now. Yeah. For whoever wants to stalk me, my address is... <laughs> um, Whatever. We're in Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're bleeping that out. Oh, Harlem is very big, but... It is. It's um, a very large part of Manhattan. Like... <laughs> Good luck. Knock on yeah. every door. Every single door. Can and I just then say, is Harlem, like, gay? <laughs> like, is Harlem, is Harlem, like, a pretty gay place? Um, yeah, there's a couple gay bars up here and stuff. It's a lot of, like, DL black dudes, to be honest with you. Like, Grinder up here is mostly that. Um, 
I don't know how gay it is in terms of, like, the ladies, but in terms of dudes, it's a lot of, like... On a scale of, uh, from one to Neil Patrick Harris, how gay is Harlem? Wait, he does? Oh, my God! He lived, like, right by me, and I used to see his husband, like, on the train. So full Neil Patrick Harris. (laughs) That's how gay Harlem is. On a scale from one to Neil Patrick Harris. Full Neil. It is full Neil. Oh, my God. Have you seen, like, like his little kids? No, I've only seen his husband, and I was, like, going to work one day. I was on the 2-3, and I was like, oh... And I don't, I can never remember his husband's name, but I recognize him, Mr. Harris. But I've I, never seen his husband. I don't think. I think his husband's also an actor. I want to say his husband's name is like David Ditka or Bertka or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's one of those people you'd recognize him if you saw him. But like, is he like a theater actor? I think so. I think he's like a. I think he's like a Broadway gay. Um, Love those guys. But yeah, he lives in Harlem. Like he used to live like around the block from me. Oh when I first God. moved here, because I used to live lower in Harlem when I first moved here. Crazy. Without naming street names and such. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> protect NPH's anonymity. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's New York, so everything's, like, very gay everywhere. That's mm-hmm. true. Compared to Especially Manhattan. Yeah. Manhattan is so gay. I feel like Brooklyn is also super gay. Yeah. Brooklyn is, like... Brooklyn is like queer. Like Brooklyn yeah. is like yeah. because it comes with a certain aura of like trendiness and I feel like that's that's where I like get I get weird about it cuz I obviously I'm like yes, like I want like an amazing like gay community, but I also am like it feels so exclusive and it feels so exclusionary like if you don't wear this thing or have this specific haircut or you know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. Well, it's like it's the kingdom of like the dorks and so it's like if you're if you don't fit that like weird it's a whole, like, sociological phenomenon. Like, all these people are similar. They're different from everywhere else, but they're, like, more similar together. And so they've all yeah. gone to Brooklyn now. And Brooklyn is, like, half, like, actual artists and, like, queer people and everything. And then the people that wish they were that. Mm. Yeah. So they spend a lot of money to try. To yeah, exactly. That's how I felt, like, kind of living near the Lower East Side. It was I was, like these people are like artists but they have money and then you get to where I was in two bridges and I'm like we're actually artists but nobody will pay us yeah (laughs) to be artists no for sure a lot of those people's parents pay them to be artists that's (laughs) very true I wish that I was a trust fund baby but I'm also happy I'm not because I feel like I would be an asshole. Like, yeah, it doesn't really prepare you for life. Yeah, like, money doesn't end. look good on me. <laughs> I I think it's fun when you meet someone who like comes from money. How awkward they are about the fact that they're rich. Mm. Like, if you mention it, they just like they'll just like low key just like drop certain details about things, and it's like. That's un- something someone with money would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially now that, like... Your richness is showing. But my parents do own an apartment in Soho. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't tell a lot of people this. My but... dad is the inventor of Toaster Strudel. <laughs> <laughs> he will not be pleased to hear about this. Yeah. Um, my friend... Fun fact. Um, my friend... Is uh, the inventor of Toaster Strudel? <laughs> no, the one who we might see later, actually, if you want to come with us. One who I was talking about whose parents are in town and he, like, geeks out over it. Oh, yeah. His grandfather legitimately invented granola bars. <gasps> Mr. Granola? Yeah, so I call him the Duke of Nature Valley. Um, (laughs) So, like, from what I remember, the details were something, like, he was working for Kellogg's, like, he noticed that when they were, like, making cereal or something, there was all this extra stuff, so it's like, why don't we put this into bars and package it? Yeah. And so, like, he's the literal Captain Crunch. But, yeah, he was, like, the CFO of... He was, like, the CFO of Kellogg's and everything, and he... It's ridiculous. He uh, he's one of those people who doesn't talk about the fact that he comes from money because both his parents are doctors too. Yeah, but nice. like his apartment is gorgeous, and everything. And like we yeah. were drunk once. He's like, "Thank God for that for that cereal money." 
Oh my god. I but know. he's like a good person. It's just like while we're talking about the air of Nature Valley and shit. That's so insane. Mayor Von Kellogg yeah, over yeah. here. <laughs> Mayor Von Kellogg. The third Earl of Count Chocula. It must feel nice to be sitting on all that all the money. I know, right? Like, I don't know. But but I feel like there is it it is something that's almost taboo because it's like it used to, I feel like when you were in high school, it was like, oh my god, like they have all the like nice stuff and it was cool. It was kind of at least where I was from, it was cool to be like rich and affluent or whatever and like come over to my mansion. But now it's like everyone it's cool to go thrift shopping. It's cool to like act like this starving it's artist cool to even be when you're poor. not. And yeah, it is. It literally is. It's it like, is cool to be poor. So people or at least look poor. So a lot of people pay a lot of money to look to poor. Look, yeah. yeah. Kanye's entire clothing line is based around looking poor it's as so fuck. Ugly. <laughs> it's so ugly. It's so ugly. And now Justin Justin is. Bieber had the nerve to name his clothing line after me, and it looks like that. <laughs> Wait, I haven't me? seen it. I'm it's looking it up right now. Worse than it's called Kanye's. Drew. Yes, it's called Drew. Like where what? did you get that name? Yeah, why? Why? That's Actually, a personal like to say attack. Sorry, yes, it is. Justin. <laughs> you crossed a line. Literally, my mom showed me an article. I think someone. So there was like an interview with his stylist in like the New Yorker and th- they described his style as like hip like garbage rat. Wait, I <laughs> like have it was to- like it was some like ridiculous descriptor that was like he looks greasy and gross but it's also like trendy and and because it's so expensive it just becomes this thing that people want. I have to read this headline. Yeah. I got to um, I looked Drew Justin Bieber, and the first headline is Justin Bieber's journey into the wilderness has led him to the house of Drew. I mean, to be fair, everyone's journey into the wilderness leads them to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like Justin Bieber has been on like a lot of acid over the past few years, and now he's probably coming out of it. And I know that he's like very like religious now. Like, I and was like, like boning his God. pastor. Yeah. Oh my God. Remember that? Oh, Remember yeah, that? those rumors. Yeah, because yeah, his pastor and him were, like, super close, and his pastor looks like a super hot, like, gay daddy, so yeah, it's like... Uh-huh. And there are all these pictures of them being very physical, like, in public. It's like... Yeah, like, weirdly close, yeah. Um, this straight up looks like a school uniform. Yeah, it's terrible. Can I see him? Like, straight up, a school uniform. That's... Khaki pants, khaki shorts. Literally, I feel like that would be sold at Walmart. Yeah. Like, that's not cute. How much is it? Is it, like, very expensive? It's gonna be heinous, I can tell like fucking dumb but okay come out with a clothing line because you're bored and you yeah. can because you have the money i mean i just who who asked him who no literally one no one is. it's like that meme no one justin bieber here's clothes yeah. oh my god when they were dragging um jk rowling on yeah i fucking lived for they're that like, they're like literally like um, these are all the Harry Potter, uh, the Harry Potter characters that are gay. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally nobody well, asked me. because it was that thing that, to be fair, the headline of that one article took what she said way further than what she did actually what say. What did she actually yeah, what did say? So, the headline was that, um, Voldemort and Grind or not Voldemort, uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald had an intensely yeah. sexual relationship. Yeah. And they put in quotes, intensely, but not <laughs> sexual. She said, like, when you read the actual quote, something like, I imagine they had a very intense relationship in a lot of aspects. Whether or not Grindelwald felt the same way about Dumbledore, like, remains to be seen. But she yeah. didn't, like, straight up say, yeah, they fucked on that couch. <laughs> but, like, Just- the, the headline alone was worth it, but it was, like, she didn't, like, go out there. and <laughs> No one. Literally no one. Dobby has a 10-inch dick. Yeah! Twitter likes because I went through a phase of just all the best fucking JK Rowling tweets. Yeah, they were so fucking good. I it was like it. it was like JK Rowling like a 10 inch dick. 
it's like it's like gays don't choose when to come out. Like when J.K. Rowling says <laughs> it's, it's, your time. Time. Yeah, it's your time. <laughs> that was my favorite time. No, there was a headline that, or there was a joke headline that was like. Um, J.K. Rowling reveres that you, the reader, were gay this whole time. <laughs> and I sent that to my boss, and she didn't understand that it was a joke, so she said, hmm, thoughts? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I was like, you realize it's a joke, yeah. right? I was, and I didn't realize that she wasn't just being sarcastic, so I'm like, I mean, I thought I knew, yeah. but yeah. like now that it's confirmed, yeah. had my suspicions, plot twist. Uh. She knows me better than I know myself. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she knows us all better yeah. than ourselves. Oh, my God. Uh, no, but, yeah, that was one of my favorite Twitter memes to happen on Twitter. I just like the no one, literally no one, and then anything yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, segueing. Yeah, okay, well, something. Favorite word, segue. But um, we, like, cut through the introduction of you. What's your deal? Who are you? Tell us. Who, who is Drew? Um, <laughs> who is Drew? What a you, have, you now have an existential crisis. <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah, it's like an interview question. All right. Um, so my name's Drew. I'm from Wisconsin originally. Mm-hmm. Um, lived in New York for the last four years. Um, have very good taste in friends. <laughs> um, currently trying to bully one into getting here. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Um, God, what am I? I, uh, like... Just going with the theme of the pod, I am, I usually just say queer or homo-flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, right. homo-flexible. Because I tend to be more emotionally into men, but sexually I'm into both. Mm. Um, I mean, I have, like, had crushes on women and stuff, but it doesn't happen that often. Um, I weirdly hate the term bisexual, but that's my own, like, internalized biphobia, I guess, mm. which we can poke at later. But yeah. How do you feel about pansexual? I don't understand what that means. Honestly, I don't think there's much of a Isn't difference. Isn't that like person, per, person person by person basis? I think that pansexual, I think the difference between pan and bisexual is supposed to be that like bisexual is like men or women and pansexual is like everybody, but it's like bisexual people can be into like gender nonconforming, like, you yeah. know, non-binary people I don't too. Know, like- it says, sounds super cliche, but like the more we try to like separate things into different categories of labels the more murky it gets and the weirder it like yeah it's hard it's sometimes quite hard to to keep up yeah i think honestly it is like someone who's been in this for forever like i don't want to be accused of being like ex phobic or something because i don't get what you're talking about like not anti it i just can't keep up and i'm not that smart like make me flashcards at some point but even then i'm not gonna pay attention say who you like who you like and i will roll with it i'm on the basis of like love and sex is very fluid and that's the way that it is yeah yeah that's how i look at like like i do identify as straight i've only been with men i've never been attracted to women but like i feel like i don't know like that's that door isn't, like, closed. I'm attracted to, like, whoever I'm attracted to. It just happens to only be men. Yeah. yeah. No, that's kind of, like... <laughs> right now. That's real, but, yeah, you're not against the idea. No. It's like, who knows what's going to happen? Exactly. Like, you just never know mm-hmm. who is going to be your person. No, I totally get that. And it's, like, a lot of the time the, like, label thing, aside from, like, the societal, like, stigmas of certain ones, it's just you feel like you need to conform to that a lot of time, but also at the same time you need to realize that labels are more for other people to help relate to, not how you, like, I can call a cat a dog, it's not going to start barking. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. what I call it does not change at that. Like, I, no one, like, called me gay until I moved to New York. Oh, really? And it doesn't bug me, I don't care, but it's like, because when people, when you're a guy, at least when people say you're gay, if I were to still hook up with a girl, no one, like, gives a shit. They're just like, oh, huh. 
Yeah. But if I said I was straight and then was hooking up with guys, it'd be a whole nother story. Of, exactly. So it's just easier to just be like, yeah, gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just do whatever the hell I want to anyways. So yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same way though. Cause I feel like I've, I've almost picked up using the word gay as shorthand because that's exactly like, what I do. It's yeah. shorthand. It's easier. It's just like gay or queer or whatever. It's just like, I don't want to give you a fucking lecture about who I'm yeah. having sex yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's frankly, to quote it's, nobody's Pepper, it's none of your business. Yeah. It's nobody's <laughs> business other than the person that you're fucking. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you have questions, that's fine. And whatever, like I'll answer. I'm not going to be your like, project but still um yeah i don't know on the topic of i lost 40 followers because i posted a picture kissing (laughs) our friend yeah i can't believe that i posted a picture kissing a woman on instagram and i lost like 40 of my gay followers they just like dropped me because they thought that i was like a like queer baiting or something 40 is a lot yeah it was literally 40 it might be higher now it's like every guy that followed me from like grinder basically dropped me why? Yeah. That's, that's wild. I, yeah. See, that strikes me as closed-minded. Is that bad? It is, but I kind of get it because I unfollow my thirst trap or my thirst follows when they get in a relationship. And so, if the, like, yeah. admittedly, that was a very good picture you took last night. So it does look like me and Jenna are actually a thing. Uh, wait, what? Can we talk about the term you just used? What is queer baiting? So it's basically when there are, like, straight people that are, like purposely marketing their visual towards turning on. People like, do that? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It happens there are so, the Yeah, there's Side so... It, yeah, it happens, like, on, like, both genders and everything, but it's, like, um, there are a lot of guys and people on Instagram that will post a lot of very, like, homoerotic things that are clearly marketed towards, like, gay men, but then they're straight as hell. What and the then they'll what? post a picture with their girlfriend and then, like... The falls are It's just, like, dying. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I'm totally guilty of that. Like, if, like, when I... I don't really follow any thirst people anymore on Instagram because I think it's mentally bad for you. Um, yeah. But, like, when I did, if one of them would get in a relationship, I'd be like, this is annoying. Unfollow. Yeah. And so that post definitely looks like I am, like, in a relationship. And I captioned it, it's official, so it, it seems you like... You did? It, so it seems, <laughs> like me and, it seems like me and Jenna are actually dating. So, yeah, my, I like, woke up and I was, like, looking, like, wait a second... It's like 30 less people following me as of last night. Social media official. Yeah. I mean, it's me and Jenna. Do people do that anymore? Oh, being like, we're, it's Facebook official. Or yeah. I feel like that's dead. Or like. Not people that we care about. Yeah, not people we like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have, I think that queer baiting is like definitely something that has happened a lot in my like social media circles too. Are you guilty of it? I'm not guilty of it because I am queer. Like, <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, it's like, I do think the only time that I've ever posted about my relationships online is when I was in that two-year relationship with a woman. And I run in really queer circles, especially on the internet, because um, it's easier to, like, find people. Yeah. Um, and so if I were to post a picture with a man, I don't think that people would be like, how dare you? But I do think that it w- could be surprising to people I don't really know yeah but the weird thing is that I have I have photos that are still up on Instagram of me and my ex um and then I'll be talking to like boys on tinder and they will like go and like look at my Instagram and obviously they've seen my photos and they won't it doesn't bother them and I don't know if it's because they're like just like woke or whatever or more likely it's because they're just like well, it's also that kind of thing where it's way more acceptable when women yeah, are queer exactly. than when men are. Like, they're probably like, oh, that's hot. Or yeah, they're like... Like, sexualizing it. Yeah, or they gross. just they just don't take it seriously. It's like when... And, and I know that lots of people have different kinds of relationships, and it's whatever whatever works for you, but I think that 
it kind of, it strikes me as a little bit weird when a, a man and a woman will be in a relationship and he will be like, yeah, you're allowed to like hook up with women, but if you hook up with a man, that's like the end of the line. And it sort of makes me be like, is that, is it like kind of delegitimizing relationships between women to be like, oh, that doesn't matter. I don't know, but I mean, it's obviously not my place at all to like judge what works for other people. I guess it just, it's interesting to think about sort of like the way, the way that um, women who are romantic with each other are like just overtly like sexualized and sort of like. Well, I think it comes from that whole thing where it's like um, performative and that like assumption that everything is for the consumption of men in general. So and then straight men. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's okay because like traditionally lesbianism has, and like queer women have been more accepted because like, Oh, of course you're into women and like that's palatable for me. I'm into that. Yeah. Where as like, queer men have been, like, killed. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, wait, so I would love to hear, because we talked about, Nina and I talked about this, kind of touched on it the other day, like, her coming out story, and I would love to hear it because I've never had to, like, come out as a straight person. I've been, like, fortunate to just be able to, like, live my life and not have to, like... (laughs) Not have to be like, hey, this is who I'm into. So how is that feeling and how was it for you if you want to talk about like having to like be like, I, hey, this is who I am. So for the most part, I never had to come out. Yeah. Um, I was always insecure as fuck about my sexuality, but I also like have an ego the size of Texas. So I just was <laughs> like, if anyone's going to be mean to me about this, it's me and you motherfuckers can do whatever you want. So I like was never really in per se. I just kind of did what I want and, like, let the chips fall where they do. Um, I mean, I went through, like, middle, middle school, like, I'm bisexual phase, but that's part of why, like, the term annoys me, because it reminds me of that, but, like, um, the only person I ever, like, explicitly had to come, well, didn't have to, but I did come out to was my mom, and that was, like, almost three years ago, maybe four years ago now, Um, and that was just a bad situation all around, because it was, like, I had just gotten roofied at a club, uh, I woke up in the hospital and I uh, like for some reason decided to FaceTime my mom like trying to act like I'm okay. I'm really not. And um I like had a gash across my forehead. What? Are you and like you see me when I'm very drunk. I'm not a stumbly How drunk. have we not talked about this cuz that literally is what happened to me. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Also, I, guys, don't rookie people. Let's just not do it. <laughs> hey, what if we as a culture say let's not yeah. drug people? Yeah, let's let's not do that because it sucks to wake up in a hospital and be like. It does. It's terrible. And I like happened? FaceTimed her, and I don't remember how the conversation got there, but she was like asking me if I had been if she if I thought I had been like raped or assaulted or something, yeah. and I'd, somehow we got to talking about like having sex with guys, and she was like, "So do you like men?" And I was just like. Most of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then her face, like, fro- it was FaceTiming. So her face, like, dropped. And then my phone died. Oh, <gasps> shit. No. Leave it to me to have it be the most dramatic fucking thing Yeah, possible. cliffhanger. Jesus. That it is was. so dramatic. And so I got home and it was like, she was not mad. She wasn't upset. She was mad because, like, she realized that everybody but her knew kind of thing. Oh. I assumed even my sister knew. But, like, she's like, nope, Brianne didn't know, but, like, it's my sister, and she would probably say she didn't know just to make my mom feel better anyways. But um, she was annoyed because of, like, all the times growing up that she had, like, 
asked me about it, and I had been like, no, no, no. <laughs> so podcasts being the famously visual medium they are, you can't see the full-on spread eagle, like, full volve we're getting with Stephanie. I went to a cycling class yesterday, and my legs... <laughs> I went to a cycling class yesterday, and this is what I do now. This is me. It's not just a phase, Mom. Have you ever heard of SoulCycle? Fucking Google it. Um, no, I went, ci- I went cycling, and my legs are sore as fuck. And I just need to spread them out. And this is the only way because we have mics just in between them. Just champagne flute between the legs. Just, just. Yeah, it's inexplicably life. hot. Yeah. And I mean, I feel really honored that one of your feet is just like on yeah. me right I hope, now. I, I really, truly hope one of you guys jacks off to that description. Yeah. That will make my life. Full volve. Jack off to my voice, please. <laughs> Full volve. That, sh- that should have been the name volve. of the podcast, even though it's so hard to say. Damn that it. sounds like a good episode Full title. Volve. <laughs> I would be honored to be on a podcast that's titled Full Volve. Damn it. Missed yeah, opportunity. So that was the only time I've ever had to, like, come out. And then the other, t- like, after the Pulse shooting happened, I, like, posted something on Facebook, like, saying fuck you to all these people. And, like, yeah, yeah. that was the first time that I think I ever posted something about it. But it wasn't, like, a big thing. Because, again, in college, people knew that I was hooking up with both. So it yeah. wasn't, like, I don't know. You didn't have to make a big announcement. Yeah. No. Weirdly, in the Midwest, people cared less about the label of what I was than when I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, that's crazy. But I know. I Here it's that. like people like need to know like which category you fall into, which to yeah. me is weird, but I just like roll with it because again, I don't care. And you would think it would be the opposite. You would you'd think, think that like, people would want to be free to do, do what and whoever. Exactly. Well, the one caveat I will say is that it's the Midwest. People just like don't talk about stuff. So it was like people know and like acknowledge it and whatever. It's just like we don't discuss it. Whereas here, maybe it's just that people talk about it more and they need a yeah. shorthand or more. But I like, yeah, so that was, yeah. Anyways, the original question, that was my uh, only time I like came out per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was awkward as hell and weird and whatever. And um, things are fine now. Like I, like I had this weird situation with a dude that went on for like the last almost year. And... Like, this is the first guy I've ever talked to my mom about, so we're at that point where we can, like, discuss dudes, and we're fine. Has she been pretty... Has she kind of worked up to being open-minded about it? It's not even the open-minded thing. It's that she grew up in a very, like, um, AIDS crisis-y world where she was not, like, ashamed of me or anything like that. She was scared for me. Yeah. She... Uh... It was yet another target I had on me. Like, I'm a half-black, like queer male in this world, yeah, which, like, demographically, scary. like, being a person of color and a queer, like, I'm just missing trans, and then I, then I would, like, only live till I'm, like, 35. Like, life expectancy for your, your average, like, trans person of color is 36. Yeah. Um, but she was afraid of me catching something or me being a target for something, so every, especially after Pulse happened, like, every time I went to something for Pride, anytime she thought I'd be at a gay bar, she's like know where the exits are, blah, 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 everything else. And it was like, that was her thing. But, I mean, I'm also, like, the youngest child, and my mom thinks I shit gold and walk on water. So (laughs) if anyone was going to do it, like, it's me. And, like, I'll post things from Pride, and she'll repost it, and she'll, like, no, she's, like, totally, no, she's, my mom is amazing. And, like, she, she was never a homophobe or anything. She just, like, grew up in a world. She was never that girl that had gay friends or anything like that. Like, she was just, like, 
It just was so foreign to her. Yeah, it seems like very sheltered. Exactly. Like, so it was just not something she was used to. And again, like, it was just a thing she thought would make me a target again. That would, another thing for her to be scared of for me type thing. So, but, like, we've talked about stuff in terms of, like, me being safe sexually and everything else and stuff like that. And, um, so, yeah, we're fine. And, like, I will say with the stuff I was going through with this dude, like, for the last whatever, like, few months that we've been talking about, she's been immensely helpful, because, I mean, we're the same, me and my mom are the same person, it's like, I'm her if I was raised by her, so I got to, like, have an outside view of it at the same time, but, um, I would say that's, like, actually been a super cool bonding experience, that we can, like, talk about that, because, yeah, like, we never talked about, like, my dating or anything like that before, so, it worked out well. But other than that, I never had to, like, come out in school or tell my friends or anything like that. Like, that was always just, like, part of the deal. Like, people yeah. knew what I, And I also have pretty privilege. Like, I was a D1 athlete in college. Like, I'm tall. I can... I'm passably straight if I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I never was, like, obviously queer or, like, fat or anything like that. Like, yeah, I'm a person of color, but I'm also light-skinned. So there's, like, that whole aspect. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm very privileged in a lot of ways that I never really had to because people are afraid to fuck with me if, like, yeah. they want to. So I was never, like, full-on bully-bully. There were people in middle school and shit that said stuff, but then I was a better athlete. Yeah, you're than so tall and muscular. I would be so scared to fuck with <laughs> Honestly. you. Honestly. Like, you could and kick my And I'm from a small ass. town in Wisconsin where everyone's, like, Five, five. You can like throw me with your thigh. (laughs) (laughs) I will physically throw you. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I never like, I never had that full experience. Um, So I feel for kids that do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I understand like the growing up with like the shame of it thing and like coming to terms with yourself because a lot of times coming out is to yourself is the thing and like accepting you for yourself. Like fuck everyone else. Like, you not hating yourself is a whole thing and feeling like you're different or whatever, um, which is a continuous journey that everybody goes through, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So do you feel like you've been able to find like since, since coming to the city, you've been able to find a like good supportive sort of community there? Yes. I mean, when I first moved here, all my friends were gay. Like I went, like I was a circuit queen. I was always at the clubs. I was this, that I was a fucking salute. I was a kid in a dick store. It was like, I, it was a lot. And like within the last like couple years, it's slowed down a lot. And now actually most of my friends are straight and I don't really have like a gay circle anymore, but not because I like, don't, like I have a few like gay friends I'm really close with, but I don't like, it's not like I'm avoiding them or anything. It's just. I kind of got over the, like, club party culture really fast. Uh-huh. And I find that a lot of the yeah. New York gay scene, at least, like, the mainstream one, can be very toxic For in sure. a lot of ways. It's like putting the most insecure, damaged people in a room and giving them alcohol and drugs and saying, go for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, love scene is, like, not for me at all. Yeah, all. it can be fun occasionally. Like, it can, like, every now and then it can be super, super fun. Like, during Pride that weekend, yeah, I'll yeah. be shirts off in the street, like, let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like at least, like, the male gay community has their own issues with, like, image and, like, racism and, like, yeah. everything else, like... And it doesn't really seem like a sustainable thing. So like, you isn't. can't continue to party for years. No, years. you can't. And it's, uh... And so I don't want to, like, shame anybody who's, like, in that still because, like, live your life, do you? But for me, it just became a very, like, anxiety-inducing, like, depressing place to be because it's, like... When I'm, like, 
what you guys were saying earlier, like calling me attractive and stuff, not how I feel when I'm with all the pretty little white gays because I'm not one of them. Mm. So it's like you feel more other and I feel way more comfortable hanging out with like my straight bro-y sales friends than I do with mm. them. Um, Have you felt like, has there... Has there been, like, overt racism within those circles? Oh, a lot of the time, yeah. There's, like, if you go on Grindr a lot of the time, there are guys that's, like, looking for white, blah, 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 like... like, Woof. Yeah, like, it's, like, no fats, no femmes, no, like, yeah, there's a lot of things. That's so why? There's a whole thing against, like, feminine gay guys and everything else. It's, like, yes, I understand having your preferences and stuff, which you can unpack later as a whole nother thing. But when you just, like, project them onto other people like that, it's, like, that kind of negativity... Especially in the queer community, which is so many damaged people in general. Like, growing up, like, being a queer kid is, has been described as, like, we all have low levels of PTSD from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially people who are super closeted and everything, because you're oh, constantly in a war zone, like, trying to keep a secret. Yeah, yeah. in um, your own home a Exactly, lot of the time. and which is why levels of depression and everything else are so high in yeah. the gay community. Like, um, I can only speak for, like, men, necessarily. I don't really, I mean, I imagine it's probably similar with women, but... Um, I saw, a, like, some kind of study, just a study, um, <laughs> that was saying that, like, th- our generation is the most depressed. We're all just hot and sad. Yeah. Well, it's also, that's why I've tried to, like, stop social media so much and only follow people that I actually know. I think that's why. That does not help. No, it it's really destructive, especially, like, with body dysmorphic things and stuff. Like, I have Dude, that to a fucking T. I unfollowed everybody that made shit. me insecure. Like, I nobody can't go on Instagram. Like that. No, nobody they don't. Looks the like thing that. is, Facetune exists, Photoshop exists, and, it shouldn't. and 1% of the population has the genes to even get close enough that they can look like yeah. that. And, like, especially when you're, like, a dude who's into dudes, it's, like, you want to have sex with them and you want to be them at the same time. Yeah. And you want to be them and be inside them. Exactly. But you never will be either of those. And there's no point. Like, none of this doesn't make you happy to Yeah, but it's always in your face all the time. if you want to look at porn, look at porn. You don't need that thrown in your face all the time. So I, like, honestly, I'm so much happier since I unfollowed them because I would have, like, these things where I'd be, like, I'm sick. I can't go to the gym in the morning. But I'd turn on Instagram and here's this, like, jacked, gorgeous guy. And from like, I don't look like that yet. I need to go to the gym. That's, like, mm-hmm. such a fucked form of it motivation. It is. It is. Totally. totally, like... It's, like... And people try and phase it as, like, inspiration. It's, like, no, you're, no. like, actively... You're not going to the gym because you love yourself or want to get better at that point. You're just, like... It's, like, punishing yourself. It is. You're punishing yeah. yourself for not looking like mm-hmm. that at that point. I got in a very, like, dark spiral for a little bit of being that person and just, like, hating how I look and everything. Yeah. It was, I mean... And you should work out to, like feel good in your body exactly. and you should eat the things that you want to eat for like whatever makes you feel good you should do it you shouldn't do it for like a purpose of like and I mean I'm guilty of this too of like I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to lose 15 pounds or I want to lose five pounds and like I want to look like this and 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 do you like won't and it's not healthy you should just do it for you to feel the yeah. way that you want to feel exactly like for the most part for me especially because like I ran track for 13 years. My brain is just used to a certain level of the, like, uh, like, what, I forget the chemical name, but, like... Endorphins. The, endorphins. There we go. Thank you. Fucking um, love endorphins. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if I... did. They should sell <laughs> Addicted to endorphins. <laughs> that sounds like a perfume. Um, <laughs> but... I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... For me, if I don't work out, a lot of times I'll just won't have those endorphins and I'll be, I'll feel super fucked up. Like I'll just get depressed because I don't have those. Not because even that I like 
feel like I look bad or something like that. It's just my brain is Oh, I think she's sad. here. Um, what? But really quickly, I just had a great business idea. Do you want to hear it? Instead of CBD oil, we sell endorphins that you can put in your <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Injectable endorphins. Yeah. And with that, we I think they call that like LSD. Yeah. <laughs> we got to a commercial break for like the endorphin oil. All right. Wait, can I, can I say one other thing? I saw this amazing tweet and it was like, it was like, yeah, I'm high on CBD. And then it like had the acronym for CBD and it was like Chandler Bing's dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, when we come back, we need to touch on how CBD is in everything. I hate it. Oh my God. And coffee makes no sense. And uh, we'll be back. Bye. Hey sluts. Okay. Number one, we realized that our genius idea for endorphin oil is just antidepressants. And two, for the second part of this episode where we meet my best friend, music extraordinaire, Jenna Marty, you'll have to wait another week. But tune in Monday for all the hot gossip. And see you next week. Go Go fuck fuck yourself! yourself.